If money had a voice right now, what would money say to me about the relationship that we're in? It's a really beautiful spiritual practice that can call forward the parts of yourself that might want to run away. Welcome to the Soul Ascend podcast with your hosts, Meg and Jen. We're going to help you mega manifest and generate your soul's highest ascension in business, relationships, spirituality, money, and health. Welcome, and let's dive in. All right, Meg, I have gotten all of my essential oils on, and I've been oh, chocolated. Good. I've been chocolated, and I've chocolated been- and kombucha. And I've been kombucha. Good. <laughs> Are you wearing the flow? The flow oil? I'm wearing the flow oil. Me too. So we're in flow, baby. We are, as usual. Speaking of flow, I love this series on spirituality and money. These are two of my favorite topics. And I think, you know, for someone who might be new to spirituality or confused even about spirituality, they might not be able to see the correlation between the two. So yeah. I love that we're breaking it wide open, baby. And I love that Elise is here to help us do that. Oh my gosh, Elise, Elise. I mean, Elise does not have a bad bone in her body. She is like an angel from a different galaxy. Cosmos. She's the cosmic doula. <laughs> Which I want to hear. Receive. What's that? And then I fully receive. <laughs> it's like you're floating right now. I feel like very like floating energy, but let's get grounded because money is a very uh, rounding topic. Maybe I think it is for me. Yeah. It is. Well, we'll have to ask Elise. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently she knows. She knows. <laughs> but before we dive in, I want our listeners to get a sense of, I know when I met you, Elise, you were, you know, in a big transition period in your life, going from, you know, a choreography and massage and doing all of these things in the entertainment industry and just seeing your evolution has been such a gift because I don't think I knew at the time how many beautiful abilities you had. Like I had no freaking clue, Elise. I didn't know you were a channel. I didn't know you were a psychic. And thanks to technology, being able to see you in your zone and you make such a beautiful impact on people and, you know, helping them activate their own abilities inside has been such a gift. So thank you for being with us today. Thank you so much. It's so sweet. Gosh, what a beautiful introduction. <laughs> um, I'm sure I do do wrong in some places and spaces, but thank you for the no bad bone. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen it, that's for sure. Oh, man, gosh, you know, um, wow. Yeah, we've journeyed many, many, many lifetimes in this one lifetime, and it's such a joy to be able to share in this space and come together as, as sisters and warriors and um, channels of epic frequencies for each other and for the world. So, so cool. I'm so grateful to be here. Me too. 
And what Jen and I really wanted to talk about today is money and energetics, because like we opened up this conversation, I feel like people get confused and, you know, spirituality can often feel like this very broad and vague term that I think sometimes can be, I don't know if overused is the wrong term, but maybe, um, it's hard for people to see how to apply spirituality as it pertains to business and specifically, you know, how do I make more money uh, by, you know, getting more spiritual and they're not seeing the correlation. So what we wanted to do was, you know, really pick your brain and see, because I've seen you since you coming into your spirituality and being, you know, I see you as a spiritual advisor I see you in your abundance and I see you making more money. So would you mind sharing with us how you kind of made that transition and how does money relate to spirituality? So many questions wrapped up in this one concept here. Um, I think, oh, there's so many things. So when, when we look at money, okay, let's take spiritually spirituality out for a minute. When we look at money, um, there's a feeling present with it. There's an emotion with it. Money is its own entity. And so if we take the spiritual connection out of that, it would be like taking the spiritual emotional connection out of, out of us in relationship, right? It would be like taking an element out when you're with a spouse or you're with your child, you may not you know, those of you listening, you may not say like, oh, I'm leading with spirituality in my, you know, mothering my children. I also have children. So like, I don't, I don't think about leading with spiritual tactics all the time. Sometimes I do, but not all the time. Okay. Or like when I'm with my husband, I don't necessarily consciously think, oh, I, I'm going to be in spiritual union with him. Do I love that? Yes. Does it amplify it? Yes. If I do that with my children, does it amplify that relationship? Yes. So why wouldn't it also work and amplify the relationship with money? Hmm. So that's just like a perspective shift is that money is a relationship, just like a person in your life. And so when we personify money, we look at, okay, where is my relationship? How am I showing up with money? If I were to leave my spiritual self out, of my relationship with my husband, I don't think that our relationship would look too great mm -hmm. because that's such an anchor point. If I took the spirituality out of how I live my life, I might miss all the beautiful, epic, amazing moments that are happening. So I also don't want to take it away from my relationship with money. And for most of us, we probably have never infused money with the spiritual aspect of ourselves. Mm. So first of all, thank you for that. I think that's yeah. a beautiful shift, but can I ask, so if we, if most of us have not infused spirituality with money, what is the first step to start that journey? Yeah, that's great. So first step I would recommend or offer, invite you to would be actually sitting down like you if you want to go like all out like pull a chair up in front of you pretend that money is right there 
You know, put one of your kids Lego figurines or something in the chair. Okay. Pretend that money is sitting right across from you and actually have a conversation with money because when you do that, when you start asking questions like, all right, how do I treat you money? What does our relationship look like? You can do this in a journal too. Okay. You don't have to be so dramatic about it, but write it in a journal. Like what, how have I been treating you? What is our relationship? What would you say to me? Like I'm listening money. If money had a voice right now, what would money say to me about the relationship that we're in? It's a really beautiful spiritual practice that can call forward the parts of yourself that might want to run away. Because I know when I first started having deep conversations with my husband, I was like, okay, this might be a little uncomfortable, but like, what do you have to say? What do you need right now that I'm not maybe showing up in my fullness? Okay, money, what do you need right now? Where am I not showing up in my fullness? And so when we can have an honest conversation, what it does is it will call forward those aspects of ourselves that we can raise vibrations to to meet money where it wants to be met. And then all of a sudden we're in this quantum, spiritual, deep relationship and communion with money that maybe we have never been in before. So I would say the first step is a conversation in your journal or with the Lego figurine called money. <laughs>、so、hey, John, I know we have a lot going on, but what are you excited about right now? You know, what I'm most excited about is doing exactly what we did on May 20th again on September 23rd. What are you talking about? The live event like no other, the Women in Business Leadership Lounge. I have so much fun in each event, and I feel like now that we have two under our belt, it just keeps getting better and better. Yeah, we had a blast. On May 20th, and we're going to blow it out of the water on September 23rd. So, I know a lot of you that are listening have probably been to a business event, a ugh, networking event. I hate to say that because it feels like forced conversations and stuffy fluorescent lights in a conference room, and this is so not that. No, it's not. We do it in an edgy environment in downtown Boise at the Amsterdam Lounge, where we have a live DJ, we have champagne, wonderful catered food, and we also bring in local businesswomen who showcase their products and services so that we can shop. Lots of shopping, and you forgot to mention the red carpet photo entrance. Yeah, I love getting dressed up. How many outfit changes are we going to have this event? <laughs> well, we might have to top the last one. <laughs> I think we're going to have a, a constant stream of Rent the Runway outfits arriving at our door. I love it. So if y'all are listening and you're ready for a fun and connected event where you'll get to meet with other women in business and Possibly collaborate with them in real time, but also learn from us in person as well as the other amazing speakers that we have, then you don't want to miss this. So, if you'd like to join us, you can head over to our website at soulascendcoaching.com where you can grab your ticket. 
Yeah. And while you're there, check out some of our other resources that we have for you. We have so many free gifts there to support you in integrating our methods of sales, of making more money, of staying connected and staying aligned through our collaboration formula on that site. And you'll also get to see more about how we work with people in a more intimate setting. So head on over and we can't wait to see you live in person in Boise on September 23rd. Can't jump space right now. <laughs> I know I can't right now. Tell me what's happening. I I I I'm so blown away by that. I've never heard anyone or any any kind of you know programming around that exercise. And as I'm listening to you, I'm thinking about how confronting that could potentially be, not only for myself, but for our listeners when actually taking that step to have that conversation because I don't know about you, Meg, but when I'm having to have a deep, meaningful conversation with my husband that I know is going to trigger me, it's like, I avoid it. Yeah. Right. So you're inviting our listeners and me mm-hmm. to confrontation and resistance. And I love it. And I, <laughs> I can't wait to do it myself. So I'm just, my mind is blown. I have never heard that before. And I've never mm-hmm. even thought about doing that but it makes so much sense. Yeah, I think, yeah. I mean, what you said, I just want to emphasize and that money is a relationship. And the first time someone told that to me, I was like, oh my God, I think that money wants to break up with me. (laughs) I have been ignoring it. I haven't been nurturing it. I haven't been having the hard conversations with money. And I think often when, people think about money they actually don't want to think about money because it's so triggering money is a reflection I think of a lot of like internal limitations and struggles and obstacles that we deal with and so you know for someone who is feeling a lot of resistance to actually having the conversation with money like where like what yeah. do they do to overcome that resistance if they're like I cannot even you know think of having a date with money yes. what do we do yeah that that's a very valid thing and it's it's also the first kind of inclination to know wow something is not in harmony here <laughs> so how can I how can I bring that harmony into the forefront? And so most likely if you're wanting to run away, you already know something that is misaligned. Totally. So what is that thing that's misaligned? Just bring that to the forefront. So whether it's, you know, um, I don't even know, like the way you think about money or like what you do with the money when it comes in or, you know, maybe it's the habit that, you know, is like really silly and you don't really want to be spending your money on that. You'd rather invest it in a different way. Um, You already know something if you're wanting to run away from this conversation. So bring that something forward and you get to ask yourself, am I willing to lean into the fire to harmonize it and to alchemize it? Or do you want it to stay there? 
And either choice is okay. Either choice is okay. They will yield a different result, but either choice is okay. And until you are ready for that conversation and ready to quote unquote, face the shadow of, of what is misaligned there in your heart in connection to money, um, it will still kind of be lingering around. There's really no way around it, but bringing it to the focus of like, okay, I'm aware that I want to run away. Great. Okay. Tomorrow, let's do it again. Uh, nope. I still want to run away. All right. Just going to pat myself on the back. It's okay. I still want to run away. Okay. Today I'm going to do it. I'm going to face it. Maybe you get a couple of your girlfriends to come over to your house and face it together. You know, maybe you hop on a call with the two of you or me, or, you know, maybe there is uh, someone in your life that can have this conversation with you. That can definitely be supportive, but honestly, it's really just allowing yourself to come to the readiness. There's no other way around it. We can't skip, jump, hop, pretend around it. It really is facing it. But just titrate yourself. Come up against it. Are we ready to like look into the well today? No. Okay. That's okay. Just know that by making that choice, nothing's going to change in your life around money, around that relationship, around that connection. And let me tell you, when you do face that conversation with money, and not just once, over and over and over and over again, every time there's new revelation and you change and you shift in that relationship, you come around to it again. But once you have that conversation and deepen that connection in your heart space, there is a freedom that comes with it. Not only in what comes into your bank account being free because you now have financial flow, but there's also an emotional and spiritual freedom that comes with understanding that what we've been taught about money and how money should be something that we're afraid of, we actually don't need to be afraid of. There is no fear that needs to be there with money. Because when we're in a in a relationship of of trust and faith and connection, there's evolution and freedom available in that space. So be okay with whatever choice you make and trust yourself as you're ready to take the next step. Okay. So you, thank you, Elise. So I, I want to go a little deeper on this. Can I push a little forward? So as I'm sitting here listening to you, I, I have a very logical side of my brain. And Mm -hmm. right now my logic is like throwing a tantrum Mm -hmm. (laughs) because awareness, we have the awareness, say we decide that it's time for us to come up against that resistance and we are able to have and be in relationship with money. Now, now what? Well, this is where I think that two schools of thought have to come together because you can have the structure and the support or we could be over here and just have the spiritual aspect but it's when they come together that explosive quantum like orgasmic magic can actually occur right and i get that that's still in a um let's call it a fairy tale realm when i say that but i'm saying that because 
It's not about swinging the pendulum totally to the spiritual aspect. Like if I pray and meditate and do the rain dance and all the things that everything's just going to be fine. You still need the structure and you still need the support. That's the area where me being in fairy tale land, I'm like, oh shit, that's the place that I've needed to ground my money relationship mm -hmm. is actually having the structure. What happens to the money? What percentages go where? Like, how does that happen? What date do I pay the bill on? Right. Those are the things that I needed to support with because I was so much in like, it's fine. I can have all the money in the world that I want, yada, yada, yada. So it's where is this middle ground? And once you do decide to have this relationship with money, it's it's actually continuing to have the relationship. It's playing with money. It's celebrating money. It's honoring money, just as if you would celebrate your husband's birthday. Okay, just as if you create a, a beautiful party for your kid for a graduation. So when the money is there or when it's not, we want to talk to it. We want to have a conversation. Let's celebrate. Let's create a celebration date. When I follow through with my money practice, both in spiritual and in earthly realms, when I follow through with both of those, it will yield a result. And when it yields that result, and when we come to this beautiful thing, let's have a celebration for it. We must celebrate. Even if we fall short, we still get to love it. This comes back to the spiritual aspect of if I only love the laughter, the joy, the bliss, but I hate on my anger and my discomfort and my pain. That is not practicing wholeness. And I am not in full integrity with love, with universal love. I must love and get to love. I get to love the pieces of myself that fall short and the pieces of myself that have anger and the pieces of myself that feel grief. So it's the same in the realm of money. Again, if we bring back this concept that money is a person, if something happens and I am manifesting or choosing to make X amount of dollars a month, I know so many of your listeners are, are entrepreneurs, right? We have this money goal. So we want this money goal and we fall short. What do we do? We're hard on ourselves. We cuss ourselves out. What did I do wrong? I must be broken. Well, that is a direct connection to that spiritual relationship with money. And we just shamed the money that did come in. And most likely it was more money that came in the last month. It might not have hit your goal. But we miss the celebration. It's okay, honey. It's no problem that it was a B plus this time. Let's celebrate the fact that you completed your test. You completed the process. And so if we want to take the spiritual aspect into more logical approach, we can take it in celebration steps. I honor you for coming into my life, for feeding my family this month, for taking care of that extra bill. It's okay. Maybe we didn't meet the goal. I still love you. I still honor you. I still appreciate this relationship. Now let's see if we can get into a little bit more sync. Let's make the goal happen next month. Do you get it? If you do, if you're 
if you're in that relationship and not fully trusting it, which I get, we've all had shit in our past to show us. And we have evidence that we shouldn't trust money. We all do in whatever way, but let's start creating evidence that we can trust money in the spiritual and the logistical realms. So good. So good, Elise. And, uh, you know, the celebration piece as, you know, Jen and and our community knows is something that I absolutely love. And, and I think, you know, you saying, you know, even celebrating the attempt or, you know, the work, regardless of whether or not you hit the goal, I think is really huge because then we develop, uh, a higher frequency or a more abundant frequency when it comes to money, where then it doesn't seem so hard, or at least this is just in my experience, it doesn't seem as hard to be able to create what I want when I'm constantly in that energy of celebration and progress, I think is another word that's coming up. But I want to pick your brain for a a second on, on another topic that I think Jenna and I, you know, over the past, we have had maybe mixed feelings about, and uh, it's the topic of goals, right? Yeah. And so I think often we make our success with money or business dependent on whether or not we hit a certain goal, right? Yep. At the same time, there's a term, you can't hit a target, you can't see. And if you don't have direction, where are you really going? And how do you match the frequency of what you actually desire? So I would love to understand what your relationship is with the word goals. And if you actually use it in your vocabulary as you're supporting your clients in regards to money. Um, I hate the word goals. I don't like using it. Um, I have had, I think so much of it though, is because of that, because of missing the mark so Mm -hmm. many times, it's like, well, what the fuck am I even doing anyway? And so I don't use the word goals. And yet, like you said, there's gotta be something that we're like going for. Okay. Like you don't like plan a family trip and just say, okay, we're going to have a family trip. That would be like saying, okay, I want to have more money. And then you don't actually like book plane tickets and book where you're going in the world. Like we have to make those plans. So this is just really funny. I've never talked this much or this long about money being a person, but it's just like very present in this conversation. So I'm just going to keep using this because something somewhere along the line, somebody on here needs to to really get this that it would literally be like planning a family vacation. You want to plan for the amount of money that you want to come in. And why? So that you can take the family vacation, so that you can give back to the charity that you want. You know, when we only make it about a number or a a, um, a benchmark, we're taking the soul out of it. Mm. And so when we say, okay, I'm, I, I want this, thing insert the soul like the vision I'm getting is like this like you know like uh like like a baster almost like baste it like juice it up you gotta <laughs> juice up the money okay <laughs> just a weird money. visual right now but 
it's here, it's present. Okay, so baste it up, like juice up the money and what it represents. And I know you guys are like so into that, like what's the why and what are you doing with it? But it really is, um, I don't believe it's so much the goal because the goal could be arbitrary. It could be anything, but there's no emotion attached to that. So juice it up with the spirit and the soul. What does that money provide to you? And what a beautiful thing. And I'm going to throw this in here because it's really present. If you are not currently in the practice of receiving anything, I mean, receiving compliments, receiving gifts, receiving open space and time for yourself. If you are not yet aware of what that concept is of receiving, it may be, it may feel so hard for you to have a relationship with money. So I know there's like, we could probably do like seven more podcasts on this whole topic, but I know we're like coming to the close here, but receiving support when people offer it to you, Mm -hmm. receiving compliments when people offer it to you, all of those things will help you receive money when money is trying to come to you. Mm, And so when you infuse the money with the juice and the, and the soul You've got to be ready to receive it. Like somebody hands you plane tickets Mm -hmm. here, go on this vacation. I want you to have it. We've got to open that vessel of receiving so that the money can actually come in and like support us. Like, I don't know about you, but in the past, I was really bad at receiving support. People would say, let me help you. I'll be like, I got it. I got it. I got it. Well, your energy is doing the same thing to money. No, 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 no. I got it. Well, do you though? Like, that's not what you're actually asking for. So practice it in other areas of your life so that when it's coming with money, you'll receive that too. Even in the realm of goals, if that's what we want to say. Or even receiving compliments. Yes, everything. This is something that, you know, I struggled with in my past is if someone gives me a compliment, I wouldn't know what to say in order to receive it. So I'd actually push the compliment away. Yep. And, you know, the practice of receiving that, thank you, I receive that, or thank you, that really means a lot to me. You know, I've been working really hard, and I really appreciate you acknowledging me. Things like that, learning how to say that has been able to shift my energy, because when we push a compliment away, for me, it was the energy of scarcity. Like, I'm yes. not ready to receive what you're saying, because it's uncomfortable for me. And I don't know if I actually deserve it. Yeah. And I, I wanted to add one thing, Meg, that you've taught me, if you don't mind. Oh, please. Yeah. So this is really, it was a really powerful thing for me to be in, you know, this connection with Megan for there's one specific thing that she says. It's really beautiful. I, I love the word objective instead of goals because it, it allows you to have a point of focus without saying I must hit this. But what Megan always says is, um, she's like a perfect storm, right? Um, and this is our objective. This is our perfect storm. And Mm -hmm. for me, that has really helped me kind of ground to allowing myself space to, even if it's not, because in the past I would hold myself really accountable to one number. Right. And then what Megan has taught me to do, which I'm so grateful for is that a lot of entrepreneurs will just 
you know, naysay all of the work and effort that went into maybe creating, maybe it wasn't a hundred thousand, but maybe it was 80,000. Right. And then they beat themselves up, like you were saying, but Megan has always taught me not to shame money that comes in. And she's like, no, we're stopping. We're going to the spa. We're taking a day for ourselves. We're receiving what we created. And then we're going to go shopping (laughs) and we're going to go spend this beautiful money that gift that we were gifted with. Even if our perfect storm didn't happen, even if our objective didn't actually come to fruition. And so being in this space, like you're saying, Elise, and being with Megan, allowing myself to not just, oh, let's go on to the next thing. No, pause, slow down invite that energy into your space, receive it and, and embody it before moving on to the next thing has been a huge shift Mm -hmm. for me. And something that I believe has allowed us to create a lot of abundance in our business. Yeah. And one thing I just want to add, thank you for saying that, by the way. Yeah. One thing I want to add to that is that practice has helped me grow exponentially because I think often when we use the word goal, we, we set a goal and we make one attempt and then we don't hit it. And we actually haven't given ourselves enough time to build the momentum of abundance. So, you know, say we're like, okay, I want a hundred thousand dollars this first event, but it's the first event and you hit 80 and then you're not celebrating the 80 and the first attempt and all the success. You're actually missing the mark of the momentum that you've already created. And then Momentum is built by making the attempt, learning, rinse, repeat, making the attempt, learning, rinse, repeat, and then gaining knowledge and wisdom and momentum each time where I think a lot of people don't understand that it really does take time and lessons to be able to build that momentum with abundance. And the celebration is how we continue to do that because with, you know, retreats and events and live events, when we have a spa day or when we celebrate in whatever way after, I want to keep doing events because I can't wait for the spa day. <laughs> yes, true, true. I will I will agree and concur with that. Always um, spa celebrations after all the events. <laughs> but it's true. Okay, so this is where we we take those actions or we don't take those actions. And it is a direct reflection then that that filters out into that quantum field around us. So we either continue to welcome it in or we we squash it and we have to start from ground zero. And that is the perfect kind of like visual or essence of like that is the spiritual relationship with money. That mm-hmm. is the energetics of how we be with it and play with it and honor it and and celebrate it. And it just becomes a part of ceremony. You know, I, I love like living life as ceremony. I love being in reverence to my friends and to clients and to myself and with my family and with money and with vacation and with giving back. Like all of these places can feel so juicy and sacred, but we cannot separate it from the wholeness that we be. Mm, love it. Elise, I love you. I love your, your wisdom. <laughs> okay. So one thing we do, if you wouldn't mind shifting gears, we really want to ensure that our listeners are implementing the conversation and what we've learned in our time together. So we do a thing called a soul assignment, and essentially it's an action step, a, a best next step coming out of this conversation of money so that they can implement what they've learned from you. Yep. 
Can you help us co-create a soul assignment coming out of this conversation? Yes. I think based on everything we've talked about and circling back to kind of that first invitation to have a conversation with money, um, I would recommend setting some sacred space. So maybe it's lighting a candle. You don't have to be fancy about it. Light a candle. Maybe maybe you've got some flowers. You go buy yourself some flowers, light up some incense, you know, actually like give yourself some space that actually allows your heart, not your ego to answer the call, to have that conversation with money. And then go for it. Try it. You can't mess it up. You just can't. You might not be ready. So then try it again tomorrow. Then try it again tomorrow. And if you are ready, or even if you're not ready, but you're willing to have the courage to step into the readiness, see what comes forward. See what comes forward. Let's, let's play with it. It doesn't have to be serious. Even if the conversation that you're having with money is a little bit serious because of the way that the relationship has gone, try to bring in some laughter and fun. It's silly. Like literally put a stuffed animal in front of your face and have a conversation. Okay. Like make something that feels so daunting a little bit more fun and uh, report back to the three of us. Let us know how it goes. <laughs> I'm just imagining a big teddy bear with like, you know, those chains with the dollar sign on it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think that might be out of Secret Life of Pets. Just say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, Elise, thank you. I love your heart. I love your energy and your wisdom. And we really appreciate you being here with us today. Absolutely. Thank you guys so much. It's always fun to play in this space together. Did you love this episode? If so, we want to hear from you. And we love reviews. We love five-star reviews. And we also love to connect with our audience. You can find us on Instagram at Coaching, Or you can connect with us at soulascendcoaching.com. 